Yo, today's QOD is focus on the positive. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got Jack Canfield on the show today, and he's going to encourage you to shift your attention because what we tend to do is focus and pay attention to the things that we don't like about ourselves, the things that we haven't gotten done. But one thing I encourage all my students to do is to shift that attention and to write down all of the things that you have done, all of the things that you love about you. So what Jack's going to do is give you a few simple techniques that you can use to shift that attention so you recognize the positive parts of yourself. And also, he's going to give you a technique that you can use at work to fast track your pay raises and your promotions. You want to hear this. Here's Jack. Another technique is what we call the victory log. Victory log. Ask you to keep a notebook like many of you are taking notes in right now, a little spiral, three ring binder, or a steno pad. And every time you have a little victory in your life, and it doesn't have to be a big one, you write it down. Number one, number two, number three, you just keep a log going. Got that job. Got my kid to clean up his room. <laughs> Found a really great suit on sale, whatever it is. Every time I'm going to do something scary. I open my victory log and I look at all the things I've already done and I say, my God, if I did all that, then I can do this next thing. See, it's a way of building up that stack of poker chips and when you're about to go do that scary thing, you realize you can afford to any in that many chips. Another technique I recommend is called the warm fuzzy file. The warm fuzzy file. Warm fuzzies are things that make you feel warm and fuzzy. Cold pricklies are things that make you feel cold and like you wanna be away. If I go over to Jan and I say, I really like you, that's a warm fuzzy. If I say to Margaret, I really appreciate the meal you made last night, or I really appreciate the way you helped pull the team together for that corporate report, that's a warm fuzzy. If someone sends me a thank you note, says, wow, your tapes changed my life, thank you. It's all because of you and you taught me how to take risks and all that stuff. Hey, I go, wow, that's neat. And I put that in my warm fuzzy file. And then someday when I'm feeling depressed, I feel like I'm not making much of a difference in the world, or I'm comparing myself to Dennis Waitley, who's made more tapes than I have or something, and I'm feeling like I haven't done enough. Then what I do is I open up my warm fuzzy file, and in there are all these things. And I go, wow, I did that, and this person made a difference in their life, and I've got this letter here and this thank you card here. Whew. See, I can build up my sense of self-esteem. I have a friend named Paula Klimek, who for my 38th birthday gave me a box, just a little tiny box, and in it were about 30 things little trinkets that you might buy, like little charms and things, but cheap, inexpensive things. A little bell, a little tiny candle charm. There was a little elephant in there. There was an acorn. And each thing was wrapped in a little piece of paper with a rubber band around it. And she said, I give you this acorn because you represent wisdom in my life. You're one of the wisest people I know. I appreciate that. And the little candle said, you're a bright light in my life. Sometimes when I feel depressed, I call you and you cheer me up. And each little gift like that had a little note around it. I mean, there was a whole box full of warm fuzzies. I still have that box because it reminds me of who I am when I forget. 
Another thing we do is in our company, we have a technique called the victory wall. From floor to ceiling, it's got little victories on it. A big order we just got, a letter from a client saying thank you, a testimonial letter from a speech. And then when my staff come in, they see all these victories we're having, they feel like they're making a contribution and something's going on. Otherwise, they're just licking stamps and answering the mail, and they don't have that sense that they're part of this victory. So it's another way to focus on the positive. Another technique I love to do with families and in corporations, with schools, is get your staff together, your family together, have them sit in a circle, give them a homework assignment, say tomorrow we're gonna come back, we're all gonna sit in the same circle. I want you to bring an object, something you keep, because it reminds you of a success in your life. And we're each gonna talk about that object and what the success is. And so I've been in groups where people have brought in an ashtray from a casino in Las Vegas where they'd won $10,000 playing craps. Another person had a golf ball they'd hit a hole in one with. Another person had a letter from a student saying, you've made a big impact in my life. One woman brought in a stick with a string around it that was given to girls when she was 14 years old. And this lady was about 45, right? At Girl Scout camp for being some kind of, you know, initiation right and everything. And here it was 30 years later, and she still had it. And we've all got those things, don't we? Things that you won't throw away. You know, you go to move and it's in the sock drawer and you go, oh, I can't throw that away. You feel embarrassed putting it up on the mantle, but the fact is you'd never let it go. I still have my eighth grade English medal, for example. I had a kid bring in, the kid was 18, he brought in a plaque. He was the cutest baby in the cutest baby contest in Huntington Beach, California. Here <laughs> was like 17 years later, was still his success symbol. So make sure that you have success symbols in your life. Make sure that you put them somewhere where you can see it. So remind you, I don't know if you noticed, but we have auditory, visually, and kinesthetically oriented people. Auditory people, to feel good, to have high self-esteem, they need to hear it. Hey, I like you. Kinesthetic people need to be touched. They'll always say to their husbands, I know you tell me, but you never touch me. Auditory people are always saying, do you love me? Yes. Five minutes later, do you still love me? <laughs> yes. Do you still love me? Hey, I told you I love you. Give me a break. <laughs> Look, I'll put it on tape. You can play it anytime you want. You know, that kind of thing. But auditory people need to hear it. They're the ones that at three in the morning and they'll say, why do you love me? You know, and you have to give them a long list or they don't feel good, okay? And visual people need to see things. They need to be brought flowers. If you're a man, you need to shave for a visually oriented wife or she thinks you don't care, you know, because he's visual. If you mess up the house, it's a personal affront. Whereas a kinesthetic person never cleans up the house. Who cares? Just have a good time, feels good, right? <laughs> So visually, if you're a visual person, make sure you display your success symbols. Another aspect of acknowledgement is to ask for acknowledgement. One of the things we know about peak performers in life, people that are super successful, is that they ask for what they want. This was one of the hardest things for me to learn. I realized I wasn't getting what I wanted, but I was thinking somehow people were supposed to know. Well, let me ask you this. How many of you got everything you wanted from your parents when you were a kid? Can I see a show of hands? <laughs> no hands. How many of you asked everything you wanted clearly, consistently, over and over from your parents? Anyone? How many of your parents were psychics? <laughs> so we got no hands here, see? So the reality is, if you don't ask, they don't know you want it, and then they don't give it to you, then you think, well, parents know everything, and so then you decide there must be something wrong with me. Because if they loved me, they'd what? They'd know. They'd know, exactly. I mean, I know none of you have ever said that, but I'm sure you've heard people say, if you really love me, I wouldn't have to ask. You'd know what I want. And the reality is we don't. So I've learned you have to ask for acknowledgement. Remember recently I cleaned our basement up, which was something I didn't really want to do, but it got to the point where it was a mess and I told you about completion, so we cleaned the basement up. 
And I finished up and I went upstairs and I got Georgia and I asked her to come down. And I said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to come down to the basement. I want you to tell me what a great job I did. So she came down and she went, wow, look at this. You got all these boxes piled up and where'd those other ones go? Well, I took a razor blade and I cut them up and they're under, well, wonderful. And look, you can see where all the food is and you can see where all the books are. This is great. And my little kid inside was going, yeah, mom. <laughs> now you might say I should be above that and I don't need that anymore. But the truth is I did and I wanted it and I asked for it and I got it. So you can ask for the acknowledgement you want. One of the techniques I teach in one of my seminars is at the end of every week, if you work in a company, write down everything you did and all the successes you had and put that in a memo to your superior. You know, here's what I accomplished this week. Also put down anything that you didn't accomplish that you need assistance with. And I didn't get to this and I really could use your help. I need some supervision here. I have a friend that works with Pacific Bell. This woman, in a three-year period, got five advancements over almost everyone else in the department. Why? Because the boss knew what she was doing, where she didn't know what half the other people were doing. So if you want people to acknowledge you, make sure you clearly communicate to them what it is you deserve to be acknowledged for. Quit waiting and hoping that they'll someday notice. I also want to talk about the importance of acknowledging people in your family, because most often we take them for granted. Well, of course I love you. I buy the groceries, don't I? Of course I love you. I paid for your college education. When I was a counselor at the university, the one thing I heard most was, I think my dad loves me, but he never tells me. So those of you that are listening to this, make sure you tell your family, your wife, your husband, your kids, what you acknowledge them for. We have a little process that I call the victim affirmation. I have two boys, when I tuck them in, I literally tuck them in like so it's a straitjacket around their arms, they can't move. <laughs> and then I grab them by the shoulders, I look them right in the eye, and then I tell them what I love about them. Like they can't go anywhere, they're a totally captive audience. And I'll say to my son, Kyle, Kyle, I really love you, son. God, I love you. You're just the neatest kid. I feel so lucky to have a kid like you, amazing. I just love your, your zip and your energy and your charm and you're a lot like me, so I love that about you. And I said, you know, but what I love best about you, this might be one day, I said, what I love best about you is you're a little con man. And sometimes you get yourself in trouble, but God, I love the way you go for what you want. I mean, you never take a no. If you want a skateboard, you're not giving up till you get a skateboard. You're inspiring. I'm really glad you're in my life. I love you. And then I walk out of the room. Here's this kid looking up at the ceiling. Whoa, what was that? You know? <laughs> but he knows that dad loves him. All right, my friend, that was Jack Canfield. His website is jackcanfield.com. This clip comes from one of Jack's audio programs that you can find at audible.com as well as nightingale.com called Maximum Confidence. I will see you tomorrow with Mr. Zig Ziglar. See you then. Peace. Peace.